This is a Federal News Network podcast. These days, the Defense Department, uh, it's all about speedy development of new capabilities. And that usually starts with prototypes. Now an industry group, the National Armaments Consortium, has a new way of working with the Defense Ordnance Technology Consortium, a group sponsored by the Secretary of Defense, all aimed at better and faster prototyping. Here with more, the consortium's executive director, Charlie Zazette. Mr. Zazette, good to have you on. Oh, it's good to be on. Thank you for taking the time. Now, we've got two consortia here, the National Armaments Consortia. That's the industry group that you lead. And then there's the DOTC, the Defense Ordnance Technology Consortium. How do they relate, and what are you all doing out there? Oh, great question. So the National Armaments Consortium is essentially an association of over 900 companies and universities across the country, representing both traditional and non-traditional developers. And we are in an other transaction agreement with the Department of Defense, as you said, with OSD, R&E. And in that other transaction agreement, we are basically working to collaborate and innovate to develop armament solutions rapidly for the Department of Defense and for the warfighter. And when you mention other transactions so that the money flow is under the OTA authority as opposed to DFAR acquisitions? Absolutely right. And, and it's through that other transaction authority that really has become the cornerstone for rapid prototyping because it does something the FAR doesn't do. It really allows us to collaborate, to work together during the requirements generation phase, during the proposal phase, so that we're going to get the best solutions you know, right out of the box. All right. Your consortium, National Armaments, recently said there's a new way of working with the government. So that is the establishment of the Ordnance Technology Consortium, or is there something new built on the pre-existing arrangement? It was really built on the pre-existing arrangement. We've actually been using this OTA approach for 20 years, but we've grown to where we have now over 650 active projects, and we're doing about roughly around $2 billion in prototyping projects per year. And that battle rhythm and that throughput demanded that we had to, quite frankly, innovate the process itself so that we can become more agile and more responsive to the needs of the development community. And that's what we did. We sat down with the Army Contracting Command, with the Department of Defense developers, and the consortium, and established a new process that really leans this all out so that development projects can happen much more quickly and much more rapidly. A couple of questions, then. This is only the Army involved this time around, or...? Not the Navy and the Air Force yet. Oh, oh no. This is a, we definitely do armaments for all of the DOD. So our customer complex is Navy, Air Force, Army, the Marine Corps, and some of the agencies as well, like the Strategic Capabilities Office. So everybody has access to using this program. One of the really great attributes is it allows us to collaborate across services. So where we have common requirements or common threats that we're trying to address, we can work those together and it makes it that much more efficient. And looking back over the years, have there been any prototypes that have come into production and have become standard capabilities or weapons that the armed forces use? Absolutely. And a broad range. 
from small caliber ammunition to large caliber guided weapon systems that we now employ GPS on the front end of our projectiles. So we've completely changed the lethality and accuracy of the munition. We're also now embracing hypersonics and looking at the next generation of glide bodies and material science to develop higher temperature and stronger materials so that they can withstand the high G loads and the environment of, of hypervelocity type ranges. We're speaking with Charlie Zazette. He's executive director of the National Armaments Consortium. So it sounds like prototyping happens at the exotic level, like you mentioned, the hypersonics, but also at even the prosaic things like what shoots out of the front end of a pistol. Exactly. I remember it wasn't too long ago we were trying to figure out how can we get a bullet to turn a corner. Obviously, the physics don't allow that. But instead, what we were able to do is learn how to put a fuse on the front end of a of a medium caliber round and have a precision timing so that when it made it to the corner, it would detonate and be able to take the target out around the corner. So we're adapting our current systems to be able to address much more challenging target sets and much more challenging threats. God, it sounds like something Elmer Fudd probably wishes he had, but they can't show those on cartoons (laughs) anymore. And what are the outlines of what the Defense Ordnance Technology Consortium develops? Because ordnance implies not the platforms that deliver the weapon, but that which shoots or explodes. Well, you're right. Sometimes I like to use the term zoom and boom. But with armaments today, it's much more complex than that. It's essentially, think of it as everything in the kill chain. So whether we're trying to do protection and survivability of our platforms, because we've got to counter unmanned aerial systems, or we are trying to improve the lethality or the accuracy of our weapon systems, and these weapon systems can be ship-based, they can be sea, undersea, space. And so you, you almost have to open up your aperture to think about the broad spectrum of armaments today, particularly even in terms of sensors and sensor systems. You know, how do we detect the target and locate it? How do we find it in flight? All of those things come into what I call the system of systems of armaments. And with systems and zoom and boom types of items that come under prototyping with other transaction authority dollars, when the military decides this is something we're going to go with in volume, can the OTA developer participate in the volume production of them under regular acquisitions? That's a really good question. So fortunately, in the NDAA of 17, Congress has allowed the prototype to mature and actually transition into production. That was key because over 50% of our projects that we're conducting are being led by non-traditionals. Non-traditional contractors who haven't historically played in the Department of Defense. And so giving them an opportunity to not only be in the technology development, but actually produce and become part of our industrial base is critical. And so we're now starting to see, as a result of that statute change, an opportunity for our non-traditionals in the industrial base to mature and start to produce in support of the Department of Defense. 
And when you look at the family of non-traditionals, is it mostly small companies or are there other large companies that just haven't been in the defense sector before? It's absolutely both. We will see small, innovative, maybe modeling and simulation companies or some of the small startups that are doing you know, advanced circuit boards. But you're also seeing some of the large companies that historically have just never played in the defense sector. And the reason why is, to be very frank, it was just too cumbersome, too difficult to learn how to matriculate into a FAR-based acquisition. And with this OTA, it has made it much more accessible. In addition, we actually provide a lot of training and mentoring to the non-traditionals so that they can understand how to do business with the federal government and with the Department of Defense. So who knows? Someday we could see a Tesla tank. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be exciting? And to your point, energy storage and energy management is one of our biggest challenges in the armaments sector. Everything is taking more and more power, and yet we want to be lighter and faster. And so you're exactly right. Someday we may have a Tesla tank. Charlie Zassett is executive director of the National Armaments Consortium. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. We'll post this interview and a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Looking for holiday gifts for less? Come to Ross and say, yeah, to making your dollar stretch on name brand toys, clothes, and gifts. Get the gift of savings this holiday from Ross. Yes for less.